Hello and welcome to another episode of Hurt Business Radio. I am not Ben Damon, I'm Jade Mitchell. The great and powerful Ben Damon is the man to my right. How are you, Ben? I'm very good. Well, I'm not as good as I was before you started that intro, but uh, thank you, Jade. Good to be here this morning. Great. And our... <laughs> <laughs> That's full Ben Damon for you. And our guest for today is Jason Waitley, former Olympian, Commonwealth Games silver medalist and the winner of last night's main event on Wildfighter Round 1. Welcome, mate. Thanks for having me, boys. It's uh, <laughs> the hell of a performance last night, mate. I didn't think you had that pair in you. Is that guy even awake yet? Jesus Christ. I'm not sure, mate. I think that's a teaching for coming in a bit overweight, so I'm very happy with that. Happy with the outcome. Feel fresh as a daisy today and looking forward to the next one. Yeah, that's great, mate. That's, um, it was, mate, I, I didn't expect it. I was told. Can I come back in now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, <laughs> sweet. Okay, sorry. <laughs> yeah, no, it was a, a very impressive performance. We were talking just before, probably the most impressive um, part of the fight, though, was the national anthem, the impromptu national anthem, which, for those who didn't watch the live stream of Wildfighter last night, was sung by, what's his name? Mick Harrington. Mick Harrington, um, who fought on the undercard, was stopped. Um, went and got changed, came back out and sung the anthem before your fight. Did you get a surprise yeah, when you saw him out there? Yeah, me a little bit. I was warming up and then I sort of turned around. They said something about the national anthem. I turned around and I thought, that bloke just fought. What's going on here? And I don't think he went real well. So, yeah. But good on him, jumping yeah. back in and he, he's had another crack in there just singing this time. Yeah, very impressive. He did the Australian anthem. Didn't know the Fijian one, but um, he, he got the Aussie one oh, done. I'll we'll work on that. Next yeah, time. work on that for next time. But uh, yeah, you, you must have been not only um, happy with your performance, but happy with the atmosphere and the event itself. Um, obviously, Will Tomlinson put it together. Big crowd. You had a lot of fans there and it was, um, it was a special night. Yeah, no, it was really good. It was really good to get a heap of people from East Gippsland down and I was able to get a big following down from Gippsland, which was good. I had a lot of my family there and friends that I sort of grew up with and stuff like that. So it was really good. I love the atmosphere and love walking out to that crowd. So for me, it was a really good night. I couldn't fault it. Mm. The whole, the whole, the entire promotion of the show, Will Tomlinson did a great job with Wildfighter. It just had a different feel. Even... Um, even at the at the conclusion of the show, like everyone's allowed to hang around for a few hours, the food mm. trucks out the front. It was just a great atmosphere, great yeah. field the whole night. Yeah, yeah, walking out afterwards, like you just said, it being outside and everyone having a few drinks and having something to eat and that and just chilling out, the atmosphere was unreal afterwards. So yeah. it was really good. Yeah. yeah, it really was. It was a different uh, atmosphere. It was a, a very different venue. The Timber Yard at Port Melbourne was the place. Um, will announced after the show that his next uh, promotion will be June the 1st. So I uh, believe that there are moves underway for that. Uh, should we expect to see you there? I know that... Um, you had a chat um, afterwards, and Ben Kelleher, the Australian champion, is who you would like next. Um, yep. I know he's got a date booked for June 8 um, in Queensland. I don't know if he has an opponent as yet. Is there any chance that you move into that fight? Uh, we'll have to have a look, but I have got a fight booked in now for April 27th. Yeah. So You're cleaning out Fiji. I'm trying to. Yeah. Mate. I'm trying to <laughs> yeah, one yeah. at a time. Yeah. One at a time. <laughs> So, yeah, that's the plan. Like, that, that's obviously what we want to do um, on the ASAP is fight Ben Callow for the Australian title. So if it's not for on June 8th, um, I'm sure you'll get someone and hopefully get through that and then w hopefully we can fight yep. after that. Um, that's definitely Mate, a matchup that I'd really like to get. You uncorked that right hand again from last night against the next Fijian and then I say you <laughs> jumped straight in there with Callow, mate. Yeah. Take yeah, well, it on the eighth. With, uh, yeah, well, that's true too. So if I feel as fresh as I do right now, I'd be happy to fight him tomorrow. Yeah. So we'll just see, <laughs> just see what happens. and um, But yeah, hopefully we can get that, that fight happening sooner rather than later. It was only your second professional bout and um, some had said that you were going to be more of a boxer and a, and a mover at cruiserweight but last night I think you showed that you can be a puncher there as well um, were mm. you 
at all surprised with how slick your right hand was and how uh, perfectly you were able to connect last night? No, I'd been throwing some good punches during sparring. I've um, been doing a lot of strength work and stuff like that. And I've been feeling a lot stronger in my sparring, hurting a few of my sparring partners, which has been good. Um, and last night, throwing that right hand, it didn't surprise me. It was just good timing. Um, I wanted to sort of work on a little bit more taking my time. I think normally I'm known for just having just a high work rate for a cruiserweight. So I wanted to take my time, pick my shots a little bit more and paid paid off real well last night. You worked you worked really well behind the jab. Really well behind the jab. You did ta- you were taking your time, you were measured and you could see the Fijian, he was leaning out to the right and the first time you caught him, he was just sitting there for it. Bang, you caught him and then I was sort of I was I, as we're calling it, saying, Oh, he's leaning again, he's leaning again. Yeah. He's not leaning at all. <laughs> you just put your fist straight <laughs> yeah, through his chin. Yeah. It's like well that takes that away. You just yeah, yeah just clean. I think up. he was trying to counter instead of yeah. leaning that time, and yeah, yeah. he copped a, a beauty. So um, yeah, not a good night for the Fijian, but a great night for Jason Waitley, and a really good night as well for um, Daniel Lewis making his professional boxing debut. Um, Graham Shaw does the training, and um, Pete Matrevsky's the manager of Daniel Lewis, and they put him in for his first fight last night against a very durable tie, and um, he looked very very good and, and punched really mm. hard, Jade. Yeah, changed levels well. He hit him with absolutely everything. Yeah, he did. Just before the stoppage, Graham Shaw and Matrevsky were actually unbolting the kitchen sink. He hit him with <laughs> yeah. absolutely everything. It was coming. Yeah. And those body shots, like, mate, he would, uh, he'd be feeling them today, that's for sure. Yeah, the left rip to the body was um, something special. And yeah. it was eventually body shots that got rid of him in the second round. Um, he looked like he was just going to stand there and take them for the whole night. But, um, yeah, eventually with that sort of power. And, just, and there were question marks when he made the transition from being an amateur to a pro, whether he was going to carry in power into the pro ranks but I think he got rid of them in fight number one last night yeah and that that tie too it only had the one boxing fight yeah but he'd beaten Peter with Peter, Peter Giorgio yeah. um and he was an experienced mate you could mm. tell he'd been he knew his way around the ring just so composed even under that fire showed so much composure like we said it didn't look like he was going to succumb but dripping water wears away at the stone and um <laughs> He just smashed it. Really it does. Yeah. It really does. <laughs> um, Got more cliches, throw a few more in there. I love that. You obviously wouldn't have seen Daniel's fight. But no, I did actually. Oh, you, I, you I did. was able, because when we were upstairs, you could oh, see yeah, over the ring. That, so I just up in the VIP section up there, I, um, you can see down. Travelled a lot with Daniel Lewis in the amateurs. He's one of my real good mates. Um, I knew that his power would be too much. So I thought, we're in for a short night. I better be ready to go. So I just watched his fight. The way he was throwing combinations and everything, all the punches he was putting together last night was really good. I thought it would take him a little bit longer to get into it, but he was—he found his straps pretty quickly and he looked real good, I thought. And that fight was at super middleweight. They're already talking about potentially he goes to middleweight for his next fight. And then Pete Matrevsky thinks there's a chance he even gets down further than that. So he's lost 32 kilos in the lead up to his pro debut. Uh, he's got a bit more to lose if Pete Matrevsky has his way, Daniel Lewis. Well, look, he's <clears throat> I'm not a big super middleweight by any means and I'm I'm big <laughs> I'm fucking big for a super middleweight right now but I'm not a big super middleweight and I'm when next to Daniel Lewis I'm a bigger man than Daniel Daniel should be middleweight he might of course at the moment yeah, yeah no, go on I'm not, I didn't say anything I haven't yeah. even said anything no you don't have to mate. I can just feel it no he definitely he 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 needs to go to middleweight and yeah if he's he'll be a big junior, mid, uh, junior yeah. middle that's for sure yeah 
Yeah, I think he'll sure. make that way pretty comfortably. He used to box at 69. I remember being on the first trip when he went up to 75. He, he thought he could make 69. And he, mm. we got to the tournament and he goes, oh, gee, these blokes should be big. I might go back down to 69. But then he bashed them all and he went up staying. <laughs> yeah, well, if he can get to junior middleweight, then anything is possible for Daniel Lewis. It was a, a really good debut. And we'll just briefly on the rest of the undercard at Wildfighter uh, last night in Port Melbourne. Um, what were your highlights, Jade? There were some, some good fights. We, um, we had the pleasure of calling them. And, the, yeah, obviously... I've got to give it up to Mick Harrington again. Well done, mate. If only he said it himself, if only he could fight like he could sing. He absolutely knocked that out of the park. But look, and he also got you to sign some gloves for him. But he's, he's got to he's got to be looked at on on future shows. You know. They have the national anthem on. I'm sure he gets a key <laughs> on the undercard. I've seen Double much up. worse anthem Surely. singers. And, yeah, if he just gets one check for the two jobs, then oh, it's well worth it. Highest yeah. paid prelim fighter in Australia, <laughs> Nick Harrington. Give it up. Yeah, um, that I, I, I liked. I did like the Lockie Higgins versus yep. Mark Smith fight. That, that was a good, good back and forth. And we had the decision overturned. Rick, Rick announced... That uh, we had a win for Mark Smith, but it was actually a draw. Yep. So uh, that and, that and well, well worth it. I'd like to see that fight again. Yeah. But um, yeah, I know Lockie was upstairs afterwards, and like I said, we're both locked in for a fight on the 27th because he's from my gym in Mornington Peninsula, Peninsula Boxing with Marcus Amado, and he said straight away. Let's fight on the 27th. Can we get that rematch on the 27th? Yeah, so yeah good idea. Keen, has to yeah, it was a good it. fight. Um, Lockie loves a fight, so he'll, uh, he can't wait to have another one of them, that's for sure. Yeah, we saw an exciting fight as well with uh, debutant Furkan Demikaya, I think his name is, uh, yes. up against Ojo Sikaru, um, the Nigerian, uh, former Commonwealth Games representative himself, and um, it was uh, Demikaya who, who dominated that fight and then got dropped uh, pretty hard in the last round as well when he just ran out of gas. So um, it was an entertaining one that as well yeah for four rounds they just their work rate was phenomenal mm. and Demikaya like um mate, his his head movement was amazing and his positioning as well his angles and everything yeah. were great um but Sikaru just never never seemed flustered and mm. um kept throwing and ended up he caught him with that was it the Southpaw yeah hook it was the lead Southpaw hook and um sat him on his bum at times at times earlier in the fight when Sikaru did touch him I don't know if Sikaru is a monstrous puncher or not but it, it definitely looked like Furkan felt those punches yeah. and that um in your pro debut when you get caught clean it's a it's a big big mm. wake-up call those 10 ounce power locks yeah by Everlast thank you but yeah those 10 ounce oh, eight ounce was yeah jesus eight ounce power locks they hurt mate so he did well to get up regain his composure and got away with a win there but that was a that was actually that was probably the most entertaining fight of the night yeah well the last round of it certainly was um he had to get off the canvas he stayed up and um won the fight demakai so a win for uh, billy dibb as a manager and a win for angelo Hyder as a trainer uh mm. two wins in one day and mm. uh, we'll move on to his other one in the day earlier on in chile andrew maloney with a magnificent performance uh in a world title eliminator against miguel gonzalez in chile despite um, some pretty ordinary officiating certainly uh, one of the strangest knockdown calls that I've ever seen in boxing and some horrendous judging that was offered up but uh, it didn't matter because Andrew Maloney took it out of their hands he threw 23 left hands in a row to finish the fight including a massive left hook that stopped Gonzalez um, and it looked at times there like the referee was going to try and let him continue in that fight 
Um, he was wandering around like he'd had 45 pints. And <laughs> the ref was just sort of like, oh, you, no, you, you'll be right. Let you're him wander right. across the ring, back again, had about 25 seconds, After, and then yeah. eventually went, I think we'll stop it there. <laughs> uh, that would have just been cruel. Oh. She had to send him back out. Yeah. Look, and then but, to see the scores, so for those who haven't seen the fight, go back and have a look. There's a um, YouTube link that's variously around the place. You can go and see Andrew Malady's fight in Chile. But um, he, he won the early rounds easily. There were some close rounds in between. Between, there was a terrible knockdown call. Um, then he stopped him in eight. But going back to the scores, two judges had him behind. Um, one 68-64, one 67-65, and the third had it 66 all. Um, those scores are ridiculous no matter how you watch that fight. Yeah. No, look, it, look, it was competitive. Yeah. The, the Chilean was there to, to win, but just Andrew's just too strong. Mm. Um, he's just on a different level. Uh, and he's going to go on to bigger and better things. I, I see Andrew taking that world title off Cal Ufai. Um But, yeah, <laughs> the officiating in that fight, I, I reckon we could have spun it as Andrew, the rocky, the, rocky, uh, the rocky bloody performance. He got dropped in the six. He's down on the scorecards and come from behind yeah. and knock the hometown Did boy Did you see out. the knockdown, Jason? No, unfortunately no. I haven't seen it yet. J- J- uh, Jade, for those who haven't seen the knockdown, can you tell us what, what happened? Andrew tripped over the guy's feet and it was ruled a knockdown. That's, <laughs> yeah. that's, what more can I but, say? And, but no one was throwing a punch. Um, he kind of fell forward and his hand went down like that. Yeah. Andrew's chin was over, over here. Extraordinary. And the feet, the feet below them, he's fallen that way. The punch was here. Andrew's head's there. Yeah. He's fallen over his feet. And that was a knockdown. And the referee was here to there away from where it happened and decided, oh, no, we'll call that a knockdown and count him. And Andrew was just like, what? (laughs) But thankfully, he overcame all that and came out in that eighth round, put his right hand away and just chopped him apart to the body and then finished over the top with, um, well, a knockout of the year contender, a massive left hook um, that sends him through to a world title shot. So Cal Yafai will next be fighting on the uh, Anthony Joshua, Jarrell Miller undercard, which will take place in... uh, New York on June the 1st. He uh, will have to defend his uh, title again against, uh, what is it, Norbelto Jimenez, I think his name is. Um, And if, well, whoever wins that, um, he's next in line. So ideally, we'll be seeing Andrew Maloney against probably Cal Yafai for a world title um, in a few months' time or on a major show potentially in the UK or maybe they can move it somewhere else. Who knows? What an unbelievable run, but in the fight before this, he stops a two-time world champion. And now he's Conception. Yeah, in Conception, then knocks out number two in the world. And now he's the mandatory number one in Australia. He's earned his way to that world title fight. And um, I can't wait. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, He's an absolute workhorse. Like everything he gets, he deserves. He's worked really hard for it. So Mm. it's good to see him doing so well. Yeah, it really is. Um, Obviously, Jason had his shot at Emmanuel Rodriguez last year and um, got beaten by the uh, narrowest of points margins. He's back (laughs) in action, in fact. Uh, Next Saturday night, I'll be going to Tweet Heads and calling Jason's fight. So looking forward to that. I know he was um, watching and sharing the link yesterday and very excited. Obviously, um, there are new babies in the Maloney family and it's an exciting time for all of them. Jason will be back um, in world title contention very soon. But, uh, yeah, Andrew's next. So so really good things happening for uh, for all of them uh, over there. Do you know when he arrives back, Andrew? Uh, no, no idea, mate. No, you're not going to go to the airport and, with a sign or anything? <laughs> <laughs> nah, sorry, Andy. No, okay. I probably won't. I'll call him, but... Okay. Oh, we'll no, that's, that's nice. Yeah. That's yeah, really yeah. nice. Yeah. Anything else happening, Jade? What are you going to take us to next? You were hosting at the start, and now you've just I was thrown just the doing, towel. I was just doing my Ben Damon impersonation. You've got the uh, run sheet okay. in front of us, so... Yeah, 
do to have a look at this. Okay, no talk worries. Talk about Mick Harrington again. I'd yeah, love to go, go back, back to, to Mick Harrington. <laughs> um, How about Mick Harrington, people? Give it up for Mick. <laughs> okay, so we've uh, gone through those two fights and... Um, yeah, the uh, the next of the major international fights for Australians would be uh, Dennis Hogan against Jaime yes. Munguia. Um, he has arrived in Los Angeles. I saw this morning he was posting that he was at Gold's Gym um, in LA and they're just uh, off the plane and doing a, a bit of work before he goes into that enormous uh, fight in Monterey in Mexico against Munguia. Um, tough fight. It's a, a really difficult assignment for Dennis Hogan, but he appears bang up for it, Jade. Yeah, he seems super-duper confident for this fight. Jaime Munguia is one of the scariest guys in yeah. boxing right now. And um, Dennis believes that he, it's his time. He's going over to win. He's done the work. He's earned his way there. So I, I wish him all the best. But um, very tough test. Very tough task ahead of him in Munguia. Um, he's just hes so young and just he's a monster. Mm. Absolute monster. Have you seen much of Munguia? No, I haven't seen much of him. Much of him? Oh, he's a scary dude. He is a scary dude. It's, um, what are the plans, do you think, for Dennis Hogan? What would they be trying to do in a fight like this? Obviously, he's a, a slick boxer. He's a good spoiler. Um, he moves well and he makes people miss. Do you think that he goes in there with that I same think, game plan and tries to outwork and outmaneuver Munguia for 12 rounds? I think exactly that, Ben. There's no way known that Dennis is going to walk through him. There's not a, there's not a junior middleweight on earth walking through Jaime Munguia. Dennis Hogan shows, look, he, he does spoil. He shows a lot of variation. He does move. Um, he, I don't know. I, I feel Dennis can rise to the occasion and pull the upset, but it's a big, big ask, mate. Mm. Munguia is a bad dude. He is. Probably the one uh, other advantage in his favour is that Munguia is clearly doing the weight very, very tough at the moment, yep. whereas Dennis doesn't uh, have that sort of an issue. So... Maybe he gets in there half-cooked already. Um, his most recent performance was not his best, and they did blame that on the weight. So mm. who knows? Maybe there's something there for Dennis Hogan, but most certainly um, we'll all be watching, and I, and I do believe we'll be able to watch that uh, in Australia. There's uh, still talks about how that will be able to take place, but uh, we should be able to watch Dennis Hogan against Jaime Munguia, which will be on the uh, 14th of April, a Saturday uh, Australian time. Looking forward to that. Um, and uh, there's some other international fights happening involving Australians. Um, the following week, in fact, Lucas Brown um, fights against Dave Allen uh, on a major card for Matchroom at the O2 Arena in London. That'll take place in the early hours of the Sunday morning on the 21st of April. That will be on Fox Sports, so you'll be able to watch that um, for free for Fox Sports subscribers. Um, good to see Lucas Brown headlining a card uh, over there again. Probably when we saw him beaten uh, comprehensively by Dillian White, it would be a surprise to say he'll be back uh, as a headline act on a major show at the O2, but uh, soon enough it's happening. This is redemption. He's, he needs to redeem himself after that loss to, after that loss to, uh, to Dillian White. To Dillian White. Um, yeah, look, he came in underdone for that. He's big, fat, unfit. This is him saying it himself. Mm. And he's, look, he looks to be in good shape. He's been active again. Um, I just I want to see Lucas Brown get the job done against Dave Allen and get himself back in contention. Uh, it's one thing is for sure. This is going to be a fun fight. Dave Allen, for anyone who's seen Dave Allen fight, he's always in entertaining fights. Um, and as is our man Lucas Brown as well. We've seen him come from behind. We've seen him cut. We've seen him in all sorts yeah. and get the job done. He has that equaliser. And um, I just... I just Really wish Lucas all the best, and I just want to see him get back up there. Yeah, it could have been nasty for him. He went over and had a uh, warm-up fight in between in Scotland um, in what looked to be a 
like a wedding venue or something that he was in over there and um, took on a, a journeyman but a difficult opponent who uh, whose name always escapes me. But um, he, uh, he he's was knocked down, a flash knocked down admittedly, but got away with it by just the one point as well. So the whole plan could have been derailed by uh, essentially going for a bit of an urn over there in Scotland in between. Yeah, looking maybe looking past at the Allen fight and not taking this seriously and um, old mates try to throw a spanner in the works there. <laughs> yeah. You've you've actually sparred with yeah Lucas with Lucas Brown, yeah you? yeah a couple of years ago he's he's very relaxed when he's in there nice and chilled nothing phases him too yeah. much I've watched him fight a couple of times and you see him get knocked down and you just see him get up yeah. completely unfazed yeah so he's always exciting to watch I reckon he's just got them power in his hands too so. 10 or 12 rounds is a long time to dodge one punch from him. Yeah, that's right. That is for sure. That's, yeah. that's all he has to do. He has that equaliser. Yeah, yeah and he says that himself. Like, he just wants to hit you once yeah. through the course of well, 12 rounds. I remember rounds. sparring him, and even if I was catching him on the gloves, he, he knew he'd been hit. So, yeah, he can <laughs> definitely bang, that's for sure. I was on my bike that day sparring him, let me tell you. Yeah, and you mentioned how relaxed he is. He's like that uh, in the lead-up to a fight, uh, during a fight, after a fight. Uh, he's a, a, just a chill yeah. dude. When he's, he's cool. in there, he is just cool. Yeah calm and collected the whole time and like I said even when he gets dropped he just gets up chilled and yeah. straight back to work yeah, yeah. well the, the best reference to that is the Ruslan Shagayev fight in uh, Shagayev uh, sorry in Grozny when um, he uh, he was dropped he climbed up and, and he stopped him with that massive right hand in one of the great victories for an Australian yeah. internationally uh, just an incredible performance that performance was by far his best I, his yeah. mo- he actually used movement and stuff in that fight too he was up on his toes yep. his jab was great and then, um, yeah, to get off the deck as he does, and then put the uh, put the nuggety fella away. It's yeah. awesome. Yeah. He's able to move not too bad, surprisingly, yeah. when he when he gets going. Mm. It's just uh, hopefully he can put it all together and put on a good performance in his next one. Yeah, and there's um, big opportunities. Say he does get past Dave Allen, then there's there's big fights through matchrooms, heavyweights, and um, maybe that Joseph Parker fight comes along um, if Parker doesn't end up fighting Derek Jazora. There's um, some ma- major opportunities for for Lucas Brown. So. Um, Despite that big loss to Dillian White, it's it, it's it's still there for him. Yeah, a couple of wins away, and you're back in the mix. Back in the mix, really, really deep talent pool in the heavyweight division, and mm. pretty well right across the board for Matchroom. Matchroom are just absolutely killing it at the moment. Yeah. They've broken into the American market. Um, yeah, I reckon it, well, that's where we'll see Andrew Maloney get to fight Cal Yafai on a matchroom show. Yeah, you'd think so. Yeah, and and for Lucas Brown, I guess given that the major heavyweights at the moment are not seemingly willing to fight each other they have to fight someone and if he yeah. has a couple of these major wins then you never know he maybe he ends up with one of those really big fights um well, i see tyson fury's announced a pretty <laughs> random opponent today and there's you know everyone else sort of staying away from each other so well, he could be there he's 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 now signed with espn anthony yeah. joshua's design well yeah Wild, anthony joshua's design design yeah. and then wilder's now showtime so how, how are we going to make that work? Yeah. As you said, they've got to fight someone. So yeah. a couple of wins away, and you're in one of those marquee matchups again. Yeah, I think uh, was it Tom Schwartz that he's fighting, Tyson Fury, the German. So, uh, yeah, uh, interesting uh, times for Lucas Brown. So that'll be on the 21st uh, of April, a Sunday morning, and you'll see it on Fox Sports. Um, so, yeah, plenty going on. Do you want to tell us about Everlast in the meantime? We usually give a plug about this time Absolute, of proceedings. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, Herb Business Radio, we are powered by Everlast Australia. For all your boxing, fitness and apparel needs, all Everlast gear, please go to 
www.everlastboxing.com.au. And thank you to North Melbourne Boxing and Fitness as well. Uh, Steve always very accommodating for us here and um, we're back here on a uh, Sunday morning and he's opened the joint up for us. So thanks so much to Steve and to North Melbourne Boxing and Fitness. Um, thanks for watching us via Ausboxing as well. And congratulations to Brock Ellis on the matchmaking last night. Well done. I uh, thought you did um, a soft pass. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, no, there were some really good fights. Um, if we're calling for rematches in fights that we've seen, then uh, you've obviously done a really good yeah. job. And I think Jason was happy as well uh, with his Fijian mate. Yeah, I was very happy with him. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe <a> rematch. <laughs> if he wants one, yeah, mate, yeah, I'll be sweet. more than happy. <laughs> yep. He could jump on the scales or whatever he yeah, wants. Yeah, yeah. Go. Are we about to sign off? No, like we're not talk. about to oh, sign off. No, 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 we're not. We're staying internationally with Australian boxers overseas and um, some really disappointing news <laughs> in the last 24 hours. Um, Saki Obika was meant to be fighting Lionel Thompson in a fight that has been made and postponed and made and postponed, I think, five times through the course of the last six months. Um, it was scheduled to take place in Maryland, in Washington, um, on Monday lunchtime Australian time, which is Sunday over there on the uh, Sergei Lipinets uh, against Lamont Peterson undercard. But as it's turned out, um, it's now off again. Um, postponed potentially or, or maybe cancelled but uh, what happened, uh, I've just got off the phone with Sakia before this, was that he um, had his pre-fight MRI and while he felt that he was fine and didn't expect anything to show up there was something that has shown up in his neck, uh, a bit of bone that they were worried could head towards his spine or such and Sakia being Sakia said I don't care, I'll just fight, doesn't matter but um, the doctor there said no, we can't let you fight because this has shown up on the MRI so he said alright well I'm going to go see some other doctors he went and saw Two other doctors who said, no, no, you're okay, but took those results back to the original doctor who said, no, you can't fight. So as it turns out, um, Sakio has to come back, try and find out what the injury is because he can't feel it, um, get treatment for it, and then ideally try and get back there. And uh, not ideal, obviously, having this fall over because he you know, essentially lets people down. And also, given he's been out of the ring since October 2016, you can understand mm. why he's so disappointed, Sakio. Oh, it's gut-wrenching for the poor guy, like, just to sit on the shelf for so long. And mm. Heyman, all, all his fights seemed to, like... He was over there training before he even had a signed contract. Yeah. Come over. And then they changed the date. And then they changed it back yeah. while he was over there training. It's such an odd setup for all <laughs> the is. fighters. And, and then I they changed the weight three days out as well to a catch weight of 171 pounds. And then his fight falls over with an MRI. I feel for Sakio. So the MRI... Is that actually like, is that, does everyone have to have a post, a pre-fight MRI? Yeah, it's part of the medicals. Yeah, unreal. You so, don't. Well, no, I, I don't. No. I, yeah, I go get them and... When you fight in the US though, at Madison Square Garden, you'll have to go and do that. <laughs> I'll, I'll, never, I'll never get to fight there. Why is that? Chuck this guy on the, on the bloody trash heap, but he put no. me through an MRI before I fight. My body's fucked. <laughs> <laughs> um... Yeah, so do we know, Sakio, the actual injury, did he tell you there's a problem with his neck? Did he say, is it a bulging disc? Is it vertebrae? Well, or do you, you know Sakio, he's not talking in those terms. He says it's my neck. Yeah, my neck hurts. Yeah, neck yeah. injury. Neck injury, yeah, yeah. yeah. Cool, cool. We had a good chat for 40 minutes or so, but I got neck injury out of it, I know that. But um, yeah, certainly it's not... Um, a significant injury. He doesn't feel any pain. He's had no ill effects in preparation. He did have a minor shoulder injury, um, say, a month ago, but he, he overcame that. He's been sparring well. He's been okay. So it's just... Go. 
<laughs> there's a hair on the end of your nose and like okay. when you yeah there it goes okay. when you turn in a certain light it's like right. <laughs> this is very slick very slick it's Jade. a podcast we can say whatever yeah, yeah okay it is, it is filmed as hey, well you can if you want to edit the hair off of his nose <laughs> and this conversation we're having now that's fine you could edit all of your bits out <laughs> <laughs> we could edit you out of the show altogether well, sure is Will watch. Tomlinson available to come in Hey, he is. Can I've, we get him in? He'll be here I've in 30 it. seconds if you take I've done it now. Pug the bear. Yeah. Should I just get up and leave? Right. What? Walking through the door. Is <laughs> we well, mentioned his Well, we talk right. about you, Jade. I, we haven't heard from you on social media for a while. Why are you do- dodging the Zach Dunn fight? Ah, uh, mate, it just it scares me. It does it? To be, to be honest. Will you be going to Zach Dunn's fight in a couple of weeks? Oh, I don't think I'd really be welcome then. <laughs> I mean, you're not welcome. You share a promoter. Surely you can sit ringside, you can nah. enjoy the uh, cured meats, and all, you can watch him in action, and then after the all, fight, you can jump up and in. All jokes aside, that is... No, not all jokes aside. Go on. No, all jokes aside, the cured meats are second to none. <laughs> but, um, no, he, that is the fight that I want, the Zach Dunn fight. It oh, really? Be we, the easiest, we weren't aware. Did be, anyone know that? It should be. No. It should be the easiest fight to make. We're both from the, we're both under the same banner. Yeah, you got no airfares, no accommodation, no visas, <laughs> no bullshit. Like, let's yep. just make the fight. Let's make the biggest fight in Melbourne in years. Yeah, tell me the last time two top ten Melbourne boys <laughs> fought each other. I can't think of it. Exactly. Is it? Is it <laughs> can is it, you, Jason? Oh, I can't, mate. Oh, let's make it happen. Is it, Nicky, can you? Is it Lester Ellis, Barry Michael? Is that the last time? That would be correct. I believe it was thirty-four years ago. Okay, longer than I've. Have you done some Been study into that, Jade? Is that definite? What, 34 years? Yeah. For the last one, two top ten. Oh, no, no, no. But it sounds good. It's it's just, it's I'm just, trying to sell a fight here, man. I'm selling a fight here. Yeah. No, nah, look, the fight, that's, that's the one Australian fight that I won. So why will you go to the venue when um, he fights against Patrick Rockhold in a couple of weeks? Probably not. Why not? Why don't you go? So I live in Sorrento, mate. You'd be here now to do this. Yeah, but that's because I get to hang out with you boys. <laughs> and uh, that's, I, I'm here I'll to come with this. you. We can go. Okay, good. Yeah. No, well, all right. But what am I, you want, I want, want you to get in the ring afterwards. Pitch a WWE buddy Sam <laughs> yeah, Abagero. I do. like that. I'll definitely tune in. Yeah. <laughs> I think I'd be keen to see that. I think it would add some spice. It would be funny if Zach could fire back at me. But, yeah, we don't, I don't see that happening. Okay. Let's just make the fight. Get in there and take control of the mic, the, the mic, mate, and let them know. Yeah, yeah mate, I've got... Uh, mate, I've, it's well, frustrating. It's really yeah. frustrating. It's the one Australian fight that I want. We have big fights on offer um, internationally. We've had a few big offers. Mm. And the only fight at home that I want and that should be easy to make is Zach Dunn. Okay. Well, it sounds like you don't want the fight. But um, <laughs> <laughs> um, regardless, staying in the Melbourne Pavilion, uh, which Jade will be doing indefinitely, um, <laughs> Sam Solomon is uh, having his farewell uh, appearance. Uh, and he's changed opponents. No longer is Sam taking on Manny Siaka uh, as he bows out. But instead, um, Mark Lucas, who at least on paper looks significantly more difficult opponent for uh, Sam Solomon. It's a, an evening with Sam Solomon as well. They're going to chat with him in the ring, but um, there's every chance that they'll be chatting with him after he gets beat or at least has a very difficult fight with a, a young, fresh Mark Lucas. It's a, It seems a step up, doesn't it, Jason? Yeah, it looks like a tough fight for him. I know Mark Lucas pretty well and he's a good, good sharp fighter. Mm. He had a good fight. His last one was a good, tough one against yeah, Rocky Jokic. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So... He'll be looking looking to come for the win, that's for mm. sure. He'll be there to, to win. So I was surprised that fight's taken place for his last one. Have you been training with Sam at all? Or? No, I, no, I haven't been able to train. Oh, that's right. Tearing the shoulder. Yeah. Um, just rehab, mate. But um, look, it's 
for Lucas coming off a loss and now he's got the opportunity to fight mm. a former world champion, yeah. Australian boxing great in Sam Solomon. Mate, it's very dangerous. And see, that's the thing with Sammy, but he does not care. Like, he, he'll he fight anyone. He just likes to fight, doesn't he? Yeah, he, he loves, loves to it. fight. Yeah. Even we saw the 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 Wes Kappa, the Ted Singh. Uh, he doesn't have to fight these guys. He could just do his farewell tour against anyone. People are going to rock up and see Sammy Solomon because it's Sam Solomon. Look, if it was five years ago, Sam would have beat the hell out of all these boys in the same night. All of them. Like, they don't belong in the ring with Sam. But... At this stage of his career, to take on a young, hungry fighter who's as sharp as what Lucas is, man, Sammy, I've just got nothing but respect for that guy. Yeah. He's just a machine. Yeah. So you'll be there for that one. Definitely be there for that okay. one. Okay. I can hang some shit on Zach Dunn on the microphone that night if you like. No, I don't want you to hang shit on anyone. I just, it's exactly I just thought it was a good want, idea. Mate. It's exactly what you want. Um, yeah, that'll be that'll be good anyway to see uh, Sam Solomon um, uh, given that sort of a, a send off, and hopefully, well, f- for him and his fans at least, he can get away with a win. But for Mark Lucas, it's um, a bit of a crossroads fight for him after his loss against Rocky Yurkic. It was a tough loss, and, and he fought really well. But um, yeah, a win against Sam is certainly what he needs to keep progressing um, at this stage. And in the meantime, we wait for big news in Australian boxing uh, with regards to Tim Zhu and some potential opponents coming up and we're still waiting on uh, what happens next with Jeff Horn. Um, most recently there was talk about Rob Brandt coming out from um, the US with his uh, regular WBA middleweight world title but um, that looks less likely at this point. There's an international offer as well for Jeff Horn so um, perhaps over the next couple of weeks we'll, we'll know exactly what's taking place with him. Um, what's happening? Is that, is that news? Call. Okay. Yep. Who was it? Zach Dunn. What's he say? He wants to fight me. <laughs> okay. Well, that's done. So Five we've sorted time. that out. It's done. It's official. Okay. Good. Yeah. Well, I'm glad we can announce that. Anything else that you want to <laughs> talk about? Um... How about Mick Hatner? No, I'm good. Dad. Mickey Caparelli, uh, what do you think, mate? Anything else that we should be uh, touching on? Have we missed anything? Pretty happy. Um, Mickey Caparelli from Beetlejuice Films, thank you for, uh, for coming along. Brock Ellis, great job again. Jason Waitley, thank you for, for joining us this morning, mate. Um, obviously pretty fresh too. There were no celebrations, nothing. Mate, fresh as a daisy. It's the first time I've uh, had a fight and not had a thousand beers afterwards. Yeah. I feel, I feel great today. What mate. was the reason behind that? I've got another fight in four weeks. Yeah, so good I'll idea. wait until then um, and I'll make up for lost time then. Okay. For sure, don't worry about that. Yeah. Okay, well, thanks for coming in and good luck getting the uh, Australian title fight. <laughs> I was going to just say weak as piss. What were you going to say, mate? I was going to say weak as piss. Yeah, I agree. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, if you if you want a truly professional <laughs> boxing outlook, look then no look no further. Um, Jade, thanks for coming in, mate. See you later on. Uh, and thank you for watching <laughs> Her Business Radio. We'll see you next time. See ya.